podcast here on Caster's Corner. I'm your host, Khalil. And this week on the podcast, we invited someone who has been around the action figure website game for about as long as we have. I think in the conversation, you'll hear us say that Jason has been around about a year after that. So about a year after Caster's Corner started, Jason started Pogosol. Dot com. That's P-O-E-G-H-O-S-T-A-L.com. And Poe's Ghostless Points of Articulation has been one of my favorite reads for a really long time. Jason has done an amazing job, not just doing the typical action figure review, but delving a little more into the nuances of collecting the action figure world. And just, it's an all-around fun read. Um... And I asked Jason to be on the show, actually, because a few weeks ago, I noticed that he was, it might be more like a month ago or more than that, I noticed that I was getting notifications on Facebook that there was new posts. And I ran to the site, literally, like, first thing I did as soon as I saw it, got to the site, and was so surprised and excited to see that Jason was writing again. Because he took a little bit of a break. Um, The site didn't shutter, didn't close down. All the content was still there. But there was no new post for a a while. He he says he's been posting intermittently as things come up. But there's been more regular postings probably in about the last month. So I was really excited to see it because for me looking at a lot of the sites that started around the same time that I did was Poe Ghostal and Brian Isaac started Pendragon's post and Dan started It's All True. And I think there might've been one or two other sites that started right around that time. And there was a little bit of a camaraderie um, over the internet through message boards and Facebook and Instagram honestly weren't a thing back then. So it was mostly message boards. And so I was a little sad when sites started to change or more for not posts, you know, regularly. And so, um, I was really excited to see that Jason was, was posting again. And so went to the site and sure enough, great writing, uh, great topics. They're not your typical reviews. And we talk a little bit about, you know, what is, what's our purpose a little bit and how the medium is changing and, how we kind of change with it. So it was a really fun conversation to have with a fellow collector who is in the same relative area as me and just to be able to just chat and talk. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, You can follow Jason um, at pogostal.com. You can also find him on Instagram and Facebook. We'll put links to all his stuff in the uh, article on the website, casterscorner.com. Please remember to follow us. We're at Casters Corner on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. We're playing around with it. We're learning about it. And um, yeah, remember to check out the website. Remember to review, rate, subscribe, pass on, tell your friends about it, share it out on social media. The Cornercast Podcast, we're at cornercast.com. You can find us where all podcasts uh, live, Apple, iTunes. Um, I think we're working on Spotify. I mean, we're, we're wherever you know we've been picked up by all the services. So you can find your podcasts uh, fix for our podcast there. So without further ado, 
it is this week it is me it is jason from pogosol enjoy everyone I feel like I'm meeting people for the first time in a lot of ways that I've been talking to. And I think we've been talking in one sh- way or another for, I think, the whole life of my website. Um, when did you start yours? 2006. Oh, a year before mine. Yeah. So, like, right around there. And I remember, I feel like there was, like, I call them, like, a class. Like, there was our class, which was, like, mm. me, you, Brian Isaac had... Pendragon's post and now Fanboy Factor. Um, it's all true. It's all true, Daniel, um, out there. And I actually met him in person when we started the site. It was kind of funny. Um, and so, like, our class of that kind of spun out of, I think, the message boards yep. um, in a lot of ways that, for me at least, it was the idea of I wanted my own spot. Like, I wanted my own place to be able to not be – edited or or like controlled in a lot of ways because i felt like (laughs) as my following got a little bit bigger there was a lot of like questions of control on me because i was writing for the foosh um right 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 yeah well that's my story is similar i was writing for oaf Mm -hmm. and there was a control issue and i was just like yeah i'll just start my own yeah so and it was it was it was weird for me it was the idea it it was it was that I was doing things on my own a little bit and I was getting access and I don't know how it happened, but like, uh, DC animated, um, some of the networks. Cause I would go to Comic-Con. I'd go to San Diego. Sure. Yeah. And so I'd get on all these press lists and get invited to things. And then I was being asked because I was, you know, doing one column for them. They were like, well, we need all your contacts. And I was mm. like, and I was like, okay, that's fine, but I need some contacts too. And the idea wasn't reciprocated. They're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, you can't have those names or those emails. And I said, well, then you can't have mine. <laughs> and so, right. you know, I made a break and then I haven't looked back since. And it's been, oh, God, 14. We're going on 15 years uh, yeah, in February. Yeah, it would have to be. So it's it's kind of weird to have be in that position. Um. So what were you doing on the other site? What were you writing? Well, my whole adventure with collecting, well, I started to collect. It was funny. I, there was a very clear break for me because the last toy fad I was into as a child was Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember I was too old for Power Rangers. Power Rangers came along, and I loved Godzilla growing up, so I was like, this seems cool, but not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I spent about four years being very deep into Magic the Gathering. Um, like, uh, yeah. that was a definitely, and that, when that it was similar in that it was a toy thing, but then what happened was I got back into Transformers, which I had been into as a kid, uh, as collect as a collector this time, and then it just went from there. And I think the big seminal thing for me was, uh, the McFarlane, the spawn message board, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of our class, quote unquote, uh, or a lot of people roughly my age started, co- you know, coalescing around, mm-hmm. and that oaf grew out of that, um, oaf. You know, started by uh, Yogo Ray, Shaka, Rustin Parr, and myself. Um, and I'm still friends with Shaka and Rustin Parr, um, very, very much so. Uh, to this day, I saw Rustin. Parr. I was on a Zoom call with Rustin Parr last night, and I just shipped a box to Shaka. Mm-hmm. Morning. 
So to this day, all that time later, I'm still friends with them. But it was Oaf, and I enjoyed writing for Oaf. Um, and then basically there was some power stuff, and it wasn't so much contacts because I never really had any of those. Uh, it was more just uh, I would get edited. Mm-hmm. And as someone who, you know, I have a degree in English and I got an MFA in creative writing, and I knew uh, I personally felt that my writing did not need editing to the degree that it was getting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was possessive by writing and I got pissed off. <laughs> so as and, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And there came a point where I was like, uh, no, like he wasn't checking with me on these edits. So I was just like, no, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle being edited like this. So, um, so that's why I went and started my own site. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. Cause like, it was such an interesting arc for that website. Cause like at one point I was getting like hundred thousand unique visitors a, a, a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was doing very well around this peak of like 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a job then that allowed me to spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> and then I got a, then I got a re- quote unquote real job and I had a commute and I feel like life just started to intervene and the, the, the site sort of started to go on life support. I went from loving taking photos for, for reviews to just loathing it, mm-hmm. just utterly hating it. I don't know, and I it's a looking day at this day. I'm like, I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah. Um, and so by 2014, I had a kid coming, uh, and I was just like, yeah, I think I feel like I'm done with this. And then for six years, that was it. I mean, I would do this weird occasional post out of the blue, and then I don't know. And it seems like blogs are gone too, like with Facebook and social media and everything. It seemed like the whole. Con- I mean, we can talk about that if you want, but the whole concept of a blog. Right. seems weird almost these days. But then I just sort of felt – I got to a point a couple months ago where I was like, yeah, I just feel like writing something occasionally. So, And that's kind of where we are now. I got the site. We're working again. I took it off the old dying HTML code it was on. Uh, and now I'm just sort of like whenever something occurs to me, I'm just posting something. And, you know, I mean it goes to Facebook. It goes to Twitter. Like it gets shared there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just something it, – it's more at this point, just like it was at the beginning, an outlet for me rather than feeling like a job. Mm-hmm. Which is where it got, I think, by the end. And it, and it, I think, I think I'm I'm there with that. Where I I don't mind taking the pictures as much, but it, it's the writing because it just feels too mechanical at this point. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if you look at a GI Joe figure, I mean, we're three two waves in of the classified series, and the amount of shared parts is like everybody share like. I got the ninja today and it's a hundred percent snake eyes with just an overlay. And it's, you know, um, and I think, what are you going to say about that? I like, right. I, you know, if I do one, if I did snake eyes, then what am I going to say about the ninja? Like it's a cool head. Like there's not much to talk about and it's, it, I don't mind the idea of shared parts. I mean, going back to masters of the universe, I mean that, you know, they had like three different sets of parts and like, that was it. And they just shuffled those in the eighties. So I don't, hate the idea of it necessarily but the idea of a blog or like a a review of it feels a little bit weird mm-hmm. even now and so i think that's where my struggle's been it's like i've been focusing a lot of my energy on instagram and just you know yeah doing pictures and doing um store you know what do i find where am i finding it things pop up um it's more interactive than than just like the passive writing of a blog and expecting people and i tried the video thing but i, I don't have the it, it's for a special kind of person like it pixel is. dan 
Yeah. You, you have to be into it, and you have to spend the money on it. Yeah. Like, if you can't have decent production values, it just looks – it's bad. <laughs> yeah, know? no, and that's – and, you know, that's where I am too, where it's like I could do it, but – and I've got a decent camera, and I've got good mics, and I, I could, but, like, my editing isn't great, and I don't really – I don't know. I, I like the more immediacy of of some of the social media stuff over over writing, like, full reviews, but – I mean, I I've never liked videos, like I, news video. Like, I want to control. My thing is, I want to control. I want to be able to find a specific piece of information, like the articulation or whatever, immediately. And I want to control my. I want to control my experience of the review. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want. I don't like sitting through a review. I, I, so I just. I really don't often look at reviews online on YouTube because, mm-hmm. like, it just takes forever. Like, where's the articulation? Nope, he's not talking about it here. No, nope, not here. Not here. Not here. Like, just. It's just not my thing. I've always thought of there's a million dollar idea in like a live transcription function for YouTube mm-hmm. or for videos that like immediately posts a transcription of it. So you can just search a searchable transcription. Mm-hmm. So you can immediately click on that and get to that part of the video. Um, but anyway, yeah, no video was never my thing. I reviews. And I think part of when I say it became like a job talk, like, I mean, my, the height of my blog was, was reviewing DC universe classics and mass universe classics. Two lines that primarily reused parts. <laughs> yeah. So there was nothing to say about the toys half the time. So, but I mean, I forced myself, and I, for whatever reason, I just felt like I owed it to my readers. I forced myself into the system where I'd talk about the sculpt and then the reticulation. When, if you look at my old overviews, I barely talked about the toy. I would spend most of my time talking about the history of the character or the toy, like the the media surrounding it, and mm. that was my that was always my jam. I wanted to write like the time the time. Uh, the Newsweek article or whatever, the Time, the Time Magazine article about this character. Right. The the toy was it was almost incidental. <laughs> yeah, and I I I I will say I do check them out sometimes for Transformers, um, like a a video review because there's times where like the instruct, <laughs> looking at Transformers instructions, you could never tell what clicks into what. So sometimes it's good to see somebody actually manipulate the parts, but I don't. I don't know. I don't I don't know where the future of it is. I don't know if it's this, you know, I mean, this is kind of where I'm spending a lot of my time too. It's like podcast weekly and as much Instagram content as I possibly can. And and those are kind of been balancing out and we redesigned the site this year just because I felt like if I'm going to do the podcast and maybe I'm going to go after bigger guests or, you know, people in the industry, it can't look like an old blog roll. Like it can't look like something right. that you could just do for free on a, li- a live journal. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so we'll put That's a little. That's what mine looks like. <laughs> but I mean, but it depends on what the content was. And the other problem was that these audio files were eating my bandwidth mm-hmm. costs. So it was the idea of like switching, you know, per host and, and moving all this stuff just so that this was more manageable. Um, because it used to take me, I don't know, three hours to put up a podcast. Um, and now it takes me about. 35 minutes. Um, right. So, yeah. I, you know, it's been, I mean, it was worth it just for that, but I don't know. I, I think, I think what you've been doing lately has been really interesting. Um, and I think I messaged you like when I saw the first post go up that you had shared and I was like, you're writing again. Cause it was, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to read um, because it's not the general, just like, here's the figure, here's the good, here's the bad, here's the right. you know, whatever. Um, like I'm looking at the, the Joe's in your background, um, on that top shelf 
um, that you did an article on about creating like the little, oh, yeah. the little mini dios, and uh, you know, I would love to be able to be that simplistic. <laughs> well, and I think part of it, yeah, and that's this is what interests me these days is is um, you know, I, I kind of realized I've collected a lot of weird accessory parts and effects parts over time, and I was writing that review. I'm like, Jesus, this comes from like. 20 different things mm-hmm. just to do this. Um, that, so my collecting changed around the time I stopped the blog is when I sort of started getting into dioramas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm not a guy who likes the, I don't even, I don't even own that giant NECA diorama because I don't like giant things like that. I like what's like kind of like a little contained self scene. Like I got, um, uh, I don't actually remember what Marvel select character this is from, but like I have this little thing and mm-hmm. then I put cable on it. And it's then good, so it's just yeah. like a, it's just like a little shot of a character, but like this is primarily what I do these days. Is I don't, I don't. Back when the Master Universe days, I would just put these, you know, those um, container store clear risers and just line up the figures, mm-hmm. and that just got really boring. So everything in my room now is all these little diorama type scenes. Um, and then I also did the post about the Nerf blasters. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. How the classified guns are all based on Nerf weapons. Yeah. Which I don't care about personally. Um, people seem to get really mad about it. I mean, they look the same. They don't look that. I mean, I'm not a gun guy. Yeah. And it's 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 nice that the exclusive uh, Snake Eyes came with a newsie because that's kind of that is kind of iconic for him. But like the so I drove an hour out of my way yesterday to get this. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I could not find this stupid Cobra Trooper anywhere, so I drove an hour of my way to pick one up the other day. But his guns are fine. Like I don't care if they're nerf based. Like yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with it's it. It's interesting. I think uh, you know in the '80s, my mom wouldn't let me watch GI Joe. Like GI really? Joe was a no fly zone because she had a hard rule about guns, and hmm. they were soldiers. And yeah. and for whatever reason, I could watch Transformers and I can watch Star Wars, but GI Joe was just. She was worried that it would be gun based and. I remember the day I went in because I think I saw a commercial or I was out of the room and when I came back, it was on and I really liked it. So I I brought her in and I go, they're shooting lasers, like just like Transformers. And so for me, G.I. Joe was always like this futuristic. It was never like the straight like revolvers or guns, even if some characters came with them as toys. It never was. So. I'm fine with it too. I, I, the more fantastical it gets, I'm fine with it. I think this is very much where, if you look at the fandom, and I, and I'm friends with Justin Bell of um, Generals Joe's, and I've okay. talked to him about this a yep. bit. But there's a big split between the comic fans and, and the TV cartoon fans. Gotcha. And and that I seems to be a proxy for where the gun thing comes from because the only GI Joe comics I've actually read, a friend of mine who grew up in them recommended the Special Missions, which were. Uh, and I bought all four trades from IDW, and they're like basically the GI Joes doing more realistic stuff, like mm-hmm. getting a defector back from Russia or uh, doing a hostage situation, mm-hmm. like actual. And and those were quite realistic with real guns. And Larry Hama knew his stuff, yeah. Um, so he always added all these details. So I can see like how there'd be a big difference if in your experience of gi joe if you primarily like the comics which probably if you were older you did right whereas if you were a little younger you probably watched the cartoon which definitely had a much stronger sci-fi vibe right um but yeah i mean i'm i, I drove around this morning before i was like trying to rush home to get to this because um hmm. 
two stores listed ninjas in stock and I wanted a couple ninjas for display. So I was like, all right, they're one per case. I got to get there. Um, and I, you know, I got there and I got them luckily. Um, Good. I don't know how, I, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it was like right place, right time. And just knowing the right thing. Um, can I use that by the way, can I do that for Cobra, a Cobra commander or is he part of the, is he part of the general, uh, so, set and pop finder. So he's actually part of the general set and pop finder, but yeah. they, they're stopping getting um, wave one, as far as I know. Hmm. So if your pop finder shows, you know, whatever number today and then tomorrow, there's six extras, nine times out of 10, it'll be that wave two. Okay. Um, and there's three Cobra commanders per case. So you're. Okay, it, yeah. It's like three Cobra commanders, two gung hoes, and one ninja. Technically, I shouldn't do it because I have two coming from network. <laughs> I think we all got scammed <sighs> there. That was such a mess. That was so. You've yeah. got GI, you've got Cobra Troopers. I take it. Yeah, I did. Um, oh, good. I was lucky enough that um, when I was camping um, that week that everything hit that first week in August, um, and I had a bunch of friends that were running around like mad. And so they picked me up a few, and then I got my wow. last one yesterday. No, Thursday, Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. I got like one more because um, I'm I'm an idiot for army building. I think it's um, a deficiency you, as a kid. You may have talked about this in a previous podcast. No, what do you think was the deal here? Like, because it's just the officer, right? So chances are they're going to release it in a retail form without this stupid armband. Yeah. So. What I've heard, I mean, rumors and, and stuff like this, nothing's been confirmed, but there, there's rumors of um, the next wave of mass retail having a trooper in it. So I'm sure that's going to happen. I mean, the Marvel Legends troop builders have been a big success. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess that they're going to do that. I'm thinking, I mean, Star Wars team has been talking about doing it for a, a trooper for a while now. Um and just like on Pulse, you can get one for like fifteen bucks stripped down. So it's not. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. It's a great idea. Um, so I'm sure I I can't imagine they wouldn't. I was just more surprised that they only shipped um, like the ninjas at one per case because it's an army builder too. Um, I I, I, I just I think for me making the, the so it seems like with the with the target exclusive trooper it was like. I wonder if this is still a victim of them underestimating the popularity of the thing because, like, why would you make a a troop builder an exclusive? And then it's like if the second wave does have the regular trooper and that had hit first, right? Or if the regular tro- retail trooper was blue and then when you get the red trooper as target, which wouldn't that make a lot more sense given how target exclusives go? It would. But instead, the first troopers we get so like guys were walking in and buying six of them i remember i was still trying to get this this is my first one i was still mm-hmm. trying to get this i'm reading on the foosh of a guy complaining that he couldn't get his 11th trooper <laughs> yeah i mean i our rule like we have a nice little group of guys here and our rule is everybody gets one first like we all make sure that the four or five mm-hmm. of us all get one and then after that it's a free-for-all like get as many as you want um but like we make sure that we're all taken care of uh, you know, because a friend of mine bought like two and another one bought two and we all divvied them up. So everybody got their one. 
Mm-hmm. And then we kind of, you know, say, okay, if you want to army build, now you can go army build. So it's like, and we don't, you know, try to hook each other up with army builders at least. Um, yeah. It's on yourself. But yeah, I think, so I, if, if, if what I've heard is true, Snake Eyes, that preview figure was supposed to be San Diego last year. Was that makes to, sense. That was supposed to be their exclusive to kick off the line. Last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not this past year. No, 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 no. Like tw- 2019. Oh, wow. And wave one was supposed to hit at Christmas. And then wave two was supposed to hit March when wave one came actually came out. And this next wave, which will be wave three, that hasn't been announced yet, was supposed to be out for the Snake Eyes movie. So right, like there was this movie to it, yeah. Right, there was this whole plan of it, and for whatever reason, they pushed Snake Eyes back to like the beginning of the year, um, and that's why Wave One and Two have hit so quickly, like you know, within yeah. a few months of each other, because they had everything all ready to go. Um, and I wonder if the Snake Eyes wait because I think it was in January or February, right around Toy Fair, um, somebody at Target a manager at target put on Facebook, all the listings for these. Um, right. And so it was like GI Joe bike and GI Joe sword. So it was supposed to be like this. I think the thing was, I think this was supposed to be more for target and they were supposed to have like a whole end cap section for the snake eyes. Mm. movie. And so I think bareness and I think those are still coming. Like they're still showing up in, in mass. Um, I think there's a lot more out there than we actually know, and I just don't think they're being handled correctly by Target, to be honest with you. Well, Hasbro basically admitted, though, that the they underestimated the appeal of this line. Yeah. It's funny. I, I got picked on on the foosh because every time I posted in the G.I. Joe um, discuss, classified discussion, I, somebody pointed out I always start with, I'm not a Joe guy. And that's true. Yeah. Like, it, my parents would have let me watch G.I. Joe if I wanted, but for some reason, I never did. And mm-hmm. I never got into it. I bought, I reviewed one um, 25th anniversary, uh, the one, the uh, Snake Eyes that came with, like, all the stuff, like, yeah, different heads. The ultimate that was a great, head. That was yeah. an amazing figure. Um, but uh, I always joked that even as a kid, I had a healthy uh, mistrust of the uh, military-industrial complex. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and I've never really been into military toys, generally. But um, these were, I think... I, th- I think what happened is there was obviously a strong hunger for GI Joe. Like they're they're a big fandom. They're a, mm-hmm. a, a they're right in this like Transformers, He Man, like nostalgia era. Because I think a lot about how I think we're the last big generation of action figure collectors. In fact, we're probably the generation of action figure collectors. Yeah, where it was 80, 80s, 80s, early nineties were the absolute peak. Like kids today, I mean, it is it's true. They, my daughter wants her tablet and her in her you know her uh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, but we're like the peak, and it kind of reminds me of my father, who was uh, he collects baseball cards, mm-hmm. and his generation was very much like the peak of the baseball card, you know, fandom. Right. Um, and so it makes perfect sense to me that GI Joe became so big. But I will say, and this is going to segue into one of my posts. The buzz, did you read my Buzz Lords post? Um, the Buzz Lord lines. No. I talk about how the uh, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah yes yes yes. So this is going to segue into that. This line, I think, already has. So I have this theory that. Since uh, roughly the, the the beginning of the collector era in two, 1990, mid 1990s, there's always this one line that kind of defines uh, the is like the line that everyone is sort of coalesced around. It's not necessarily what everyone's collecting, but it's what everyone's thinking about. Right. Um, and it's spent. There was about a, and I thought Spawn really kicked it off initially. 
Um, and then, because uh, I feel like the Toy Biz Marvel stuff was still a bit more for kids. Like, you really, you did start to have some adult co- or older collectors come into that. But I think most people like you and me were still young enough at that time that it, what we weren't really collecting it yet. Mm-hmm. But Spawn, the Spawn line was, I think, much more clearly geared toward older kids and adult collectors right and then power of the force explodes right and like you've got <laughs> i think you can't say it's a kid's line when people are fighting over like half circles on boba fett's gloves yeah like yeah like and that then is the your... length of the of obi-wan's lightsaber in yeah the you, it's like it was yeah and killing each other over the cinema uh luke skywalker jedi luke like yeah, yeah. <laughs> going for two for 150 bucks um, and then I, I personally feel, and this is, uh, that not, after that, I'm run, so that's from like 95, 97. And then I personally feel the big line from 97 to 2000. And this was actually the line that really got me back into collecting was movie maniacs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like that, that, that was R rated toys, which had not been a thing. Right. Uh, I mean, there'd been some here and there, and I actually have written a couple articles about this, um, like the Kenner alien and, mm-hmm. um, there been a Terminator. There was a Terminator Two line, yeah, and the Predators and Alien stuff. But Movie Maniacs was like a different level because, like, you know, Aliens and Predator have a certain appeal to kids. I think those are known in Terminator. But I mean, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, like, and I mean, and I was the guy begging for the Ash figure. Like, I was a huge Evil Dead Two fan as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge, and still am. Um, and so that I remember, I was in England when that I happened to be in England when that figure hit, and I bought it there. I was so excited because it hit there first because they they get their stuff airmailed rather than shipped. Um, and I actually picked it up while I was in England. Um, and then after Movie Maniacs, I, someone had to remind me of this because I'd forgotten how huge this was. It was The Simpsons. Yeah, no, that was the a world, big one. Yeah. The World of Springfield. People were going because yeah, so the the criteria I have for this are. The line appeals to fans of the property who probably aren't toy collectors generally. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing, this sort of crossover appeal. The line appeals to adults who were fans of the property as children. Uh, that's not required, but it is often this part of the situation. Mm-hmm. The line draws in collectors who weren't fans of the property at all just because they seem so cool, the figures themselves. That's kind of what's happening to me with G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, the line becomes hot enough that scalpers come in and start trying to make a quick buck. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there are multiple instances of collectors going insane trying to find pre- or pre-order particular figures, especially variants and exclusives. And and I said most finally and most controversially, the lines have a certain buzz around them, which is why I call them the Buzz Lords. Um, so I remember I remember the Simpsons having a lot of that scalper stuff, um, and then Marvel Legends, which definitely the early Marvel Legends years were were pretty fascinating. Um, then DC Universe Classics for sure, and this is about the time I started getting into my blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Master Universe Classics, which really went for a very long time. Yeah, no, it's, I thought. Yeah. Um, and then DC Universe Classics and Master Universe Classics kind of overlapped, and but the interesting thing was they were both by Mattel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought Star Wars Black, which Star Wars Black, I do think has dominated the last five years, but not to the degree that some of these other ones did. Um, no, I don't see people fighting as much for them. Um, like like once in a while. Yeah, but not not to the extent. I think they're they've got enough behind them yeah. that there's not the, the shortage. Um, right. And they're in so many different places too. Like the but options when they, get them. When they are rare, they go for a lot. Yeah. Like when there right. are limited things that people want, uh, like the early, the, the early SEC Boba Fett yeah. for a while, very long time. Uh, the, it was interesting. The shadow squadron at target kind of like got clearanced out. And then as the line got more popular, suddenly those were like, Hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then 
So what I and this was segueing back to GI Joe Classified. So I actually already am ready to crown GI Joe Classified the next Buzzlord line because I have my own self never experienced that so many times walking into a target because I checked Pop Finder and seeing two other dudes like <laughs> also looking for the same like it was so funny. So the first time that the Cobra Troopers were at my local target, I was there at opening and there was another guy there. Both of us sitting there in our masks. Yeah asking these poor people about it and i remember another time i like a couple weeks later i was standing in line and i saw that it said a baroness was there and i was about to leave i'm like oh i'll go check and i go to walk back to check and there's already a guy there and this was in the middle of the day but there's already a guy there talking to somebody about it and i was like well i guess if it's here he'll get it and i had the strangest experience with the baroness though about a week later i walked into target and it was just there on the shelf yeah no last weekend or last weekend on saturday night at seven o'clock i walked into target not looking for her just going to pick up something else and i'm like oh, i'll look and she's just sitting on the shelf yeah like, it, was it was very weird, weird. <laughs> um no i think i would throw muppets in there too the palisades muppets. oh yeah you're right Th- those yeah. were a big one that kind of i mean it's they still fetch a big price mm. um I had a Super Grover. I actually no. I never had one myself. I bought one for a friend. Mm-hmm. I wish I thought to get one myself because they never yeah. even made that. They never ended up making that line. And that Super Grover is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it, it's Sorry. it's been no no no. It's it's all interesting stuff to think about. Because um, so a couple years ago on the podcast, I did like I picked all the people that have worked on the website worked on my website Mm -hmm. and I said, let's do a secret origins. Let's talk about like what got you into collecting. And then, you know, how did that journey go for you? And, um, I think the toy biz Marvel was like the last real line that I collected for fun where it was like the kids line. Like I was really excited. Cyclops lit up and Wolverine had claws that kind of popped out of his hands. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I love that toy. I, I, I love the, and Iceman. Oh God. I went, I like, I begged my mom and I found one in a magazine. Like you could call up and say, you know, you can order it through the phone. Like it was no internet. Um, and, uh, um, just on a, a little note, and I know your readers can't see this, but I'll yeah. try to describe it. Um, are you familiar with the man, uh, Ben Minenberg? Do you know him? Mm-mm. He he posts Prometheum something on Boosh and okay. He, anyway, he he does a lot of 3D printing and 3D stuff. So mm-hmm. he's my guy. He's my go-to guy. Okay. Um, I I had to have this, so I had him make me a Toy Biz style cable gun for cable. Oh, that's awesome! Can you see that thing? It's yeah. a, it's a you know that he has the Toy Biz cable came with that like weird yeah, mini yeah, gun yeah. looking thing. So he made it's gorgeous. He made this amazing thing. It's got the hole so it fits in his back like That's awesome. Um he is always making me stuff. So I've already asked him for a drill and a fan for the Retro Doom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember they came with those weird little weapons. They they were always <laughs> weird. Um so and and doing those things, you're right. It was it was Spawn that kind of made it cool to collect again. Or what drew mm-hmm. everybody back into collecting in some way, um, and completely changed the game on sculpting. Right, like it, he he gets that. Well, and it's like call, calling, like calling stores and being like, "Did you get this yet?" And I think it, it was like the common uh, link for everybody that um, was on the site. They kind of was like, "Okay," because it wasn't cool to be a freshman in high school and you collect action figures. Like it just right. wasn't wasn't thing. <laughs> Comics were okay; you could read your books, but. But not collecting the toys for it. Um, so what, oh, yeah, Spawn changed that game. Yeah, it did. And for me, I never got into it. I always thought they were cool looking, 
but I never read the book. And I was like, my thing was if I didn't read the book, I mean, I think mm. Batman animated kind of kept me engaged during high school. Like that was a thing, but I could never admit to anybody that I would buy them. I would tell yeah. people I'd, we'd be shopping somewhere like when I got my license and we'd go and shop and I, I'd be walking up from, you know, Kmart or Walmart and they'd be like, well, you got toys. And I'm like, Oh, I'm buying these for my little cousin. Of course. <laughs> it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's not for me. Um, I can even remember like, so I told you I had that magic, the gathering period. So that was the, basically the only period of my, at this point, entire life where I wasn't regularly buying action figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was this four, was this four year period of magic, the gathering. But I do distinctly remember I ca- I bought a couple here and there. Like I bought a uh, gargoyles Goliath figure. Like I distinctly yeah. remember I had to have that. That was so cool looking. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Um, and a couple of spawn figures. Cause like, they're just, they were great, you know? So, yeah, I remember, I want to say, I might have gotten, I actually might have bought them, but I don't, I don't think I ever opened them. I think I just threw them in a box. And I think at some point somebody was like, oh, I'm into it. I'm like, here, just take them. Or like, give me 10 bucks because I'm like, I can't, I don't want these. Like, I'm not going to get into these. I mean, I collected a lot of the various, like, so I think the height of the action figure, sort of the, the renaissance, the golden era, if you know how they say, they talk about comics in the early 90s. Yeah. Pretty clearly for action figures, it was the late 90s, early 2000s when everything was getting made. Yeah. Like pe- money was being thrown at every action figure. Like Resor- it was a peak of Resaurus, who I still miss. Mm-hmm. Um, Resaurus were amazing, but like, and the, the Resaurus really started the action figure um, video game thing. That mm-hmm. hasn't really been a thing until then they came along. I remember, still remember the day I saw Duke Nukem in the store and was like, "Oh my god, I have to have this." Um, yeah, and they made a Metro. Uh, somebody ma- was it them that made a Metroid, or somebody made like a Samus, and they had never. That been was done um. That was a uh, was that Joyride? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Joyride. Up, they went yeah. Up- yeah, yeah, they went on to do like the Halo stuff, um, but um, where was I going with this? So, um, so I would I, I remember in college I would buy Spawn figures all the time because they were always doing something weird and interesting, like the Techno Spawn, mm-hmm. the Nitro Riders. They were always like, so I didn't read the comics because most of these things weren't even in comics. Mandarin Spawn is who I'm so excited is coming back in fully articulated form. I saw that the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a new Mandarin Spawn. I'm so excited about that. That's one of my favorite toys of all time. Yeah. Um, it was just, but it's, it wasn't. There was no comic. It was just like, here's amazing action figure, like a looking action figure that you know you can. So, um, it was just Spawn was just throwing everything at the wall. Um, and what I love now is they're doing that again. Have you seen the Raw Ten stuff? Yes. Yeah. Those are those are. I'm amazed that Todd or the McFarlane toys to this day can still throw out something like, oh, I gotta buy all four of those. Like, <laughs> I got them instantly. Yeah. But that shark is amazing. The shark is one of my favorite toys this year. Yeah, no, I got the, um, I actually got the the Cobra just to put with my Joes. Yeah, like I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's going to sit behind Cobra Commander. Like, yep. it's it's definitely. I might actually repaint it. I saw somebody did a metallic repaint with like a deep red instead of like the orange it is, mm. and it looks so nice next to the Joes. So I'm probably going to end up yeah. doing that. But um, the thing about the shark is it's fully articulated. It's articulated. Um, I can actually show you, not your readers, but uh, I mean your listeners, but I can show you. Um, <laughs> So he's got the jaw, mm-hmm. tail, and then two points at the torso. Well, that's so really nice. I don't think I realize that as, as much as it is. No, you don't think about it, right? So he's actually pretty much as articulated as you could want a shark to be. Right. <laughs> like, that works. Um, and I got a lot of hits on that Instagram photo I had with Mr. T punching him. Yes. Yeah, yeah I saw that like, one. Yeah. Yeah, we got, we got a Mr. T. This has been a I, – I actually have said that the last few years I've gotten figures I always wanted and never thought I'd get. Like, we got a great six-inch – Mr. T. Yep. Uh, two years ago, 
probably the greatest action figure that I've always wanted I got was a Monster Arts 1962 Godzilla. 1962 is my favorite. King Kong vs. Godzilla is my favorite Godzilla look. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they made that Monster Arts figure, I, I was dumbfounded. Yeah. Um, because I was just like, holy crap. Um, which, uh, quick side note, uh, I was at the Boston Museum of Science, and uh, I noticed that they um, – had a they, they have a thing downstairs at the Boston Museum of Science where they show like local collector stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's interesting. And I said, maybe I'll give them a call. And I gave them a call, and like within a week, they had a bunch of my Godzilla toys. I on saw that. There. I saw the post. Yeah. That was awesome. That's amazing. And they're still there. My my uh, daughter went and saw them the other day when she was there with my parents, and um, I, I ended up getting a write up in the local town magazine about it. It was just really funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and Godzilla's been there my whole life. He's yeah. the thing I always come back to. You know, so um, I had some of those early Bandai toys because we had this amazing import shop called Mr. Big's Toyland here in Massachusetts, in Waltham, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. who was importing Japanese toys decades before anyone else was. Um, so I, I think actually those ban- early Bandai toys, like when Spawn came along, I was like, oh, they finally caught up to Japan. Like, <laughs> you know, like because those Godzilla toys were so much better than that crappy Imperial stuff you could get at the time. Yeah. Um, I remember looking for the imports for Mega Man because you can get all the different versions of him, but you'd mm-hmm. have to build him. And there was one shop here in Connecticut that had um, all the imports. So mm-hmm. it was like late high school. You can go in there and you can pick your version of Mega Man and then build him in pieces and then put all the stickers on him. And then you would right. have those. And But the idea of like a, a, a toy that was... Um, you could take it apart, put it back together, mix and match the parts. It was like something we hadn't seen before. Like it was like you could do that with Legos, but you were really limited in like what you could build in Lego back then. Yeah. Like and and now it's like everything's. Um, I can't think of the word modular. Everything's modular oh, in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, the new Masters line, the Origins line, um, all the parts. You f- Go ahead. All the parts um, you can pop, you can pop them out almost, um, and mix and match parts um, of the different. Just like figures. you could with the originals. Yeah, and um, release the arms. And they're doing the same thing with um, their WWE. Um, oh really? Yeah, like oh, the, the, the right the, the yeah they they share the bodies with those. Um, and there's a Mr. T coming out. The next wave has Mr. T in it. I got it pre-ordered. I managed yeah. to get one. Um, um, and I, of course, I'm friends with Ben Leach. I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with Ben Leach, mm-hmm. but um, he uh, he's the second. He has, as he admits, the second largest collection of Mr. T memorabilia in okay. the in the world. And I actually visited him once, and I slept in the Mr. T room. <laughs> so I'm just like <laughs> surrounded by Mr. T memorabilia staring at me as I slept. But it was a lot of fun. But yeah. um, he's fascinating. So yeah, I remember texting back and forth with him when the both the 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 WWE one and then the the Master Universe version one went up, and we're just like, did he get the pre-ordered? So yeah. Um, but. Uh, how do you feel about that line in general, though? Because, like, I was really into Master Universe Classics, but I kind of I had an interesting relationship with that line because when it first came out, I saw the simplistic He-Man, then I saw the Beast Man who seemed to have... Uh, yeah, you got one. Yeah. I have a Skeletor coming, but... And then I saw the, the Beast Man. The Beast Man, if you remember, had a pretty good amount of, of articulation. Yeah. I mean, not, not, sorry, not articulation. Uh, sculpting on him. Scu- yeah. Like, original sculpting. So, those first two figures, I thought that the way He-Man looked was that because he was so simplistic. And I remember when I saw Skeletor, I was like, oh, he looks pretty much the same. Like, I was like, so, I, and I and I kind of realized that, I guess I was thinking they were going to get put more detail on, like, the 2000X line. So, 
And um, they didn't end up going that way with it. No, they went they went back to the drawing. Like I don't know if you'll be able to see it um, because of the camera, but the symbol on Beastman, yeah, is completely oversprayed. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And and it's done on purpose because the original toy, I guess, they didn't do any de- like the detail work on the original Beastman from the eighties um, wasn't like a perfect circle. It was just kind of like a hit a spray paint on it, and then they put it in a box. Um, so I was talking to somebody who talked to some of the designers that were like, no, no, we did that on purpose to kind of mimic the original toy. Um, I have, I have originals downstairs, um, that are put away and I'm planning on, since I have everybody now, I got the last three last night. Um, I got beast man, man at arms and Tila. Um, and I kind of want to pull out the original eighties ones and see like, you know, next to each other. Um, I well, lo- one cool thing is is they can you can in, you can use all the old accessories. Yeah, so I have Castle Grayskull. I have a bunch of vehicles, like original ones. Um, so I was going to take those out and kind of put them next to it and see how they look. And you know, they're roughly the same size. I like them. Um, how I do you feel be- them vis a vis classics? Um, I, I I had a very so this is a long roundabout way of I I had a moment recently where I had to call into question what I'm doing. <laughs> Okay. Because I realized um, at a certain point, He-Man was never my number one like thing, mm-hmm. but it was my first toy line. Like growing up, He-Man mm-hmm. was my first action figure. Um, he's the first line, and I've said it a bunch on the podcast that my mom took me hunting for, um, using yeah. the back of the package as like a guide, and then going, "Oh, they're all gone. Like we've gotten everything on the package. I guess we're <laughs> done." Um, and then seeing that one figure that never came out, you know, in wave one. Anyway, um, I realized I have the original line, right? Um, I have some of the 2000X still. I have a couple of those kicking around. I've got the classics line. Um, I I bought recently, a friend of mine got me the minis, um, the little mini masters that just came out. Um, I'm doing the mega constructs. <laughs> I'm doing the super impulse wow. ones. And I'm like... Why, why do I need so many scales? Like, why do I? And so, um, I think this is it for me. Like if they, if they were to go back to the well after this, I think I'm out. Um, well, you know about the seven inch line? Cause that's the one I'm actually really interested in. Oh, the, they're, oh they're, yeah. They're, no, I don't, I would, they have to be, they have to be the best things that have ever been made. Like they have to be extremely articulated the sculpts have to be there the paint has to be on point they have to have a ton of accessories um i think that's the plan but but yeah but once you know that's the plan and then when it goes to production and they go oh this didn't cost out or we couldn't you know yeah um i would like to say that i would like them but i think that might be my line like because i i think i'm going to pare back even what i even have now um like i'm selling off a bunch of my classics i think um, just because I don't need all these secondary characters. Like I want to stay core, like very yeah. core. Um, but, um, these new ones, I, I like them for the nostalgia. I was really disappointed in the packaging. Um, mm. because, um, these, I probably would have kept in the package to be honest with you. I probably would have bought these and been like a, like a throwback kind of fun thing to do. Um, they decided to go to the old card backs <laughs> yeah. and the problem is they just peel right off the card. 
Like they're oh yeah, that's and not good. and the way that they're being shipped, um, most of the time, all the cards were cut, like straight cut through, um, because of the way that they're packaged. I think they're like flatter. So when they go to open the boxes, they just cut all the cards. Um, every Battle Cat. I, th- I think Battle Cat might be the thing that I'm most excited about um, because he's articulated and he's got a little more detail to him um, and a little heft to him versus the old one that was just kind of like the statue that didn't do anything. It's interesting. So I'm kind of interested in the 7-inch line if because I feel like it sounds like what they want to try to do is something like the new – McFarland DC stuff, which mm-hmm. I think has been surprisingly great. Um, if that's where they're shooting for, I'll be interested. Although, honestly, I sold off all my classics except Gygor. Mm-hmm. I love Gygor. I will never sell Gygor. But I sold everything um, because, as my any your re, you, if your readers ever read my blog, they're probably familiar with the fact that I'm extremely faddish. Mm-hmm. So, like, I buy everything for one line, and then I just lose interest and basically sell all of it except a couple of favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for instance, I just recently got out of Star Wars Black. Now, currently I still have everything because I live in Massachusetts and they instituted a thing where you pay full tax if you sell more than $2,000 worth of stuff on eBay. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. or no, sorry, not $2,000, $600. Okay. Um, it's incredibly low limit. So that sort of killed my selling on eBay, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I, I'd rather just trade stuff and get it. But so unusually for me, I still actually have a lot of my Star Wars Black stuff. And, um, but um, like I just sort of lost interest. It'll come back around. It always does. Um, so I may actually hang on to that stuff this time. But um, but like yeah, I don't have any of my classic stuff, and that's funny if you think of, or my DC Universe classics, which is funny if you look at my blog because those were those were the bread and butter of my blog for years. Right. Um, and I don't have any of it. Um, Marvel Legends, I actually oddly enough, despite never having been a big focus of my blog, I've always held on to. Um, I guess I like having like uh. I'll sell like whenever a really better version comes out, like I'll buy the better Wolverine, sell the old Wolverine. Yeah. Um, like the 80, but like I tend to just buy the stuff I had as a kid. So the 80th line killed me. Like I spent so much time on that line because they made, they keep making everything I had. So like I had to get the Hulk, I had to get Thor, I had to get Captain America. Um, and now I have to, the other thing is I just got those, um, the X-Men movie stuff. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love that stuff. The, 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 I got yesterday. I got the tank top Wolverine. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I like, wasn't. I wasn't gonna do it. I really wasn't because I'm like, it doesn't. For me, the the draw of the newer Marvel Legends has been they all fit into the MCU, and yes. this stuff doesn't. So I, in my head, I was playing the game of like, well, it does. It's it doesn't fit. Like it's its own little thing, and they're probably not going to go deep on it. Like they're probably going to do a few here or there, but they're not going to get everybody like everybody. So yeah. I can, I can just, and then I got, I got the tank top Wolverine too. Cause I wanted at least one Hugh Jackman and I have my doubts whether or not I'm going to be able to get that old man Logan two pack. We'll have to see Pulse. if that sale goes. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll get the one Wolverine because it'll be really cool to have Hugh Jackman next to Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. And you know, I, you know, I just put everybody there and then I got it and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah no these are kind of cool and then my friend got mystique and i saw it and i was like all right well i don't know maybe we'll see and i'm the opposite of you i think um i hold i i have these purge moments where i get rid of stuff um 
And when I do, it's like big. Like one year I got rid of all my Marvel Legends. Like every mm-hmm. single Toy Biz figure I owned went up on eBay. Um, and it paid for Comic-Con one year, which was great. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but I've been in this collecting mode, um, like this uh, archival mode, where I'm trying to like figure out how to make these – you know, a, a resource for me, at least to be able to pull, like you said, like how many different sets you have back there that made up that diorama. Those right. Yeah. Dioramas. Like I, I, I collect stuff now just so I have parts. Um, yeah. Like the GameStop recently did, uh, what's that game? Overwatch, you know, mm-hmm. Hasbro did the Overwatch line and there was this morning I woke up and GameStop had a sale and I think they were like a dollar 25 a set. And like the okay, big yeah. box set was like $3. Like it was a hundred dollar set. It was like three bucks. And I was like, well, all those weapons are going to be perfect for Joe. Like right, yeah. these crazy weapons. So I think for 20 bucks, I got like 15 figures or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of insane. And now I've got all these parts, but now I've got to also have all these figures that I have no need for. Um, well, give, give them to charity. Give them to well, the kids. Like, I do. Actually, I do. Yeah. I, I've been, I give away a lot of stuff or I give them to collectors or kids um, people that have kids, I'm like, do, you know, do your kids want this? Or they come over and you, know, you guys can go through the boxes. I, I dropped off like three big boxes to three different houses during quarantine. Cause I'm like, I'm sure your kids are bored and they need some, <laughs> something yeah. to do. So I'm like, here's a box for you. And here's a box for you. And here's a box for you. Um, but yeah, it's just been, I don't know. It's yeah. I bought that Rhino, that, uh, Fortnite, I think McFarlane Rhino Jackal, what beast mode, whatever for that giant chain gun, just for a roadblock. Yeah. Um, and it looks great with them. No, I think you said that we're the last great, you know, kind of generation of, of toy collectors in some ways. I argue one piece of it. I think Fortnite is going to be, um, like a, 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 an entry point for a lot of kids. Hmm. Um, I think they might be the best toy line, the Jazzwares four three and three quarter four inch that mm-hmm. that scale, those might be the best action figures out today. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, they have the most paint um, and deco. Like we constantly hear companies going, we couldn't put that much detail because of. And if you look at a McFar uh, as Jazzwares Fortnite toy, the amount of paint and different details on them, even though they reuse a lot of parts, um, the paint detail on them is amazing, and the colors. Um, the amount of weapons and then the articulation. They're the only figures in that scale. They can look straight up and straight down. Um, they can do a better flying pose than any Superman figure on the market. Um, and so I, I think that might be an entry point like GI Joe or transformers was for us. I think that might be a, a really big entry point for, for kids these days. Um, it's just, it's, it's too big to, to not have that impact when, I think these kids now are in their thirties. If there's still action figures around, I think these are going to be what they're going to be eBaying um, or trying to track back down. I think this is going to be something that kind of drives that kind of, because it's just so expensive. They're doing vehicles, they're doing play sets, they're doing action figures, they're doing weapons packs. I mean, it's everything that GI Joe was um, and masters and and all that stuff was for us, um, that you can walk into a toy store and there's just a wall of it. Like it's just, and it's readily available. You're not like driving yourself nuts trying to get it. Yeah. See, for the nostalgia cycles, you really need, you need to have 
a, a period of time where kids are buying the the stuff as kids to have the nostalgia cycle because I've been thinking I feel like they just I think like the the Power Rangers Lightning Collection missed the window. Mm-hmm. I feel like five or ten years earlier that would have been perfect for that line, but I feel like now there's some people buying it, but I don't know. Um, and I'm trying to think of after Power Rangers, what was the big toy thing that people were collecting that they're going to have nostalgia for now? And I'm honestly not sure. And Pokemon? I'm not sh- what Pokemon? Maybe I I think I think it, but but it's different, right? It's not the toys; it's the cards. So yeah. it's, a, it's a different medium almost like people buy the toys, but they buy the toys for the same reason. I think we bring it circle circling back to the movie maniacs is like we buy them because it's something that we never had as a kid. So when yeah. they make a, when they make a Pokemon toy, it's like, Oh good. I've got this thing um, that represents something that I didn't have as a kid that I want like a physical representation of. Um, I don't, I don't think there is, I think Fortnite is the next thing like that next wave of a uh, thing since, you know, like the mid nineties that, um, that power Rangers was because That'd I, be interesting to see. Yeah. Cause when power Rangers came out, I remember thinking it would be a good investment. Like it wasn't for <laughs> yeah. me. It was like, I was 13 and it was like, I looked at it and I go, these are really fun, but this is just Voltron. It's not going to go. I really was like, it's not going anywhere. It's just Voltron. It's fine. Like they they're in vehicles and they're 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 pilots and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I I think it is Fortnite. I think Fortnite is the big next cycle that will kind of. My only my only thing is usually that it seems like they need a narrative thing to drive it. Like for for example, um, my daughter loves something called LOL dolls. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen those. Yeah, things, yeah. Like a big heads. They're actually in it, it. And I am fascinated. Have you seen the boy versions of those? No, I just it's seen the amazing. Girl ones. They've. I mean, actually, I can show you, and I'll have to describe it. But yeah. um, they have. The, they're basically trying to get boys by making kind of LOL dog Gundams. Oh wow! That's Look at really this thing. different. Yeah. It, so you you get a boy LOL, and he has all this armor. Like you but know, you the can... girl ones come with like you know uh, accessories like bracelets and stuff. Mm. He comes with a robot outfit with like different parts and. <laughs> and he comes in a video game cabinet. And that's... he comes in a video game cabinet. That's like really cool. Yeah, isn't that you know? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And so, first off, I I applaud them for you know, LOL dolls. Can we get boys? Like they're giving it a shot. Like yeah. that's I think that's awesome. Um, and like this will let my cousin, um, I'm sorry, my daughter's cousins. Like she has a male cousin. Maybe he'll be able to play LOLs with yeah my my daughter and her uh, uh my my niece. So, yeah. um. But like this is this is this is the kind of thing I love to see, and like it'd be hilarious if LOL dolls become a major source of nostalgia. That would be interesting. <laughs> you know, when, yeah, when my daughter's grown up, I, I, yeah, it's like it it does need something like to grab onto, like the random toys that I had as a kid that I have memories of them, but I don't remember why I had them. Like which ones? Um, that I don't, I still don't even know. Ro- what it Robo was. Force, Robo no, Force. It was that Bangalore's. guy. It was that guy who you flipped around and one side was orange and one side was blue. Oh, Adam Power. Power Lords. Yeah. I had no idea what that was. I still don't to this day know what, what it came from. Like Wayne Barlow designed those. Um, I know Fort Horseman tried to do them um, a couple yep. years ago um, to bring them back. But I remember I would have having... been more into those if they were six inch. They were three and three fourth inch, which is not my scale. Yeah. But they um, were great toys. Yeah, and I just remember having that, but I don't remember any memory of it. So, like, the, the need to, to replace that or have that again is, just isn't there. But, um, no, it'll be interesting. So, um, 
so what's the future of the site? What do you just So I, I think I'll just keep you know posting random things that interest me. Um you know, it's interesting because I, I don't have I'm not getting many comments because and that's been one of the interesting things. I think comments made the site more interactive for me back in the old days. Mm-hmm. But now um like social media has splintered everything so much <clears throat> that you just don't get that same interaction unless you do like Instagram right. or and, and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook or Facebook page. And I just don't have time to manage all that stuff. Um, so I think it's more likely I'll just be talking to myself by, <laughs> by posting whatever interests me. I, um, no, I, th- I think I, th- they've been really um, the, the direction, at least for me reading it um, it's been refreshing. Um, I will say that because it's not the it's not the typical YouTube like here's the figure here's my hands and I'm going to show you my hands while I'm <laughs> yeah um and it's not just the you know um just a rundown of what things are it's it's commentary on the industry and I think I think it's what's missing because there's just so much anger I think lately Ugh, there's so yeah. much anger and frustration and I and I can get it from a certain perspective. Um, but it's nice to have something that's a little more um, cerebral, a little more topical, um, that kind of changes, that looks into the narrative of, of this hobby. That, that, um, and that's always been kind of my angle on things. Like yeah. if you go even back like the old days, um, I did, you know, I did uh, probably the things I enjoyed most having on my website were the two interview, one interview, the interview I had with Henry Jenkins, who mm-hmm. was a... Um, and I recommend that to anybody, anybody who might want to check out my website and get a sense of what it's about. I, he was a, um, he's a, like a media studies guy. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him things like, why do you think Boba Fett became this popular character? And he's talking about like uh, how, because he was a character who had no characterization in the movies, kids were able to pour them whatever they wanted into him. And it's what made the character so appealing for kids is that they could, and that's why so many kids who play with a Boba Fett went on to make their own stories and become filmmakers because like, here was a vessel that they could put whatever they wanted into, which is one of, one of the many reasons I don't like that Lucas expanded Boba Fett so much later on. And I, I didn't want a story. I wanted him to be nobody. <laughs> Just wait. Like, <laughs> Just wait. There's more coming. <laughs> is there more coming with uh, the Mandalorian? I think so. That's the rumor. They, they, they had a casting list um, that went out. I remember. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and I just, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I liked him as the mystery guy. I liked him as the, you know the the. I think that was a big part of his feel. But anyway, I, I, I even weirdly enough, you looking back, it's insane that I did this. I managed to have an interview with Jeff Johns. Wow, there's a, there's an interview with Jeff Johns on my website, and I'm looking back, I'm like, how the hell did I get that done? And I think what happened was I'd interviewed him for Toy Fair because I used to write for Toy Fair. I don't know if you know that. Oh no, yeah. Uh, I, I I never I used to write for Toy Fair. Um, mostly my jam was like Ben Ben Leach and I were both the two. Here's a weird nostalgia line or a weird line from the '80s. So like Robo Force or mm-hmm. um, Bangalore's or all those weird. I, I which I loved all that stuff. Those weird one-off lines from Ideal or whatever CBS Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so yeah, I interviewed Jeff Johns and look back like I don't know how I did that. <laughs> well, because, I think because when and this might be the right timing. Was it around when the Green Lantern movie came out? Was it maybe because he was at Toy Fair and doing the rounds of doing toy interviews and things like that around that time too? Mm. Um, because I remember seeing him at Comic Con and at Toy Fair a couple times um, with DC Collectibles and with Mattel. Um, 
a, a few times. Um, so he was doing those rounds to talk about that stuff for sure. Um, yeah, well, no, I gotta I, fix the page. I'm sorry, I was just no, looking at it. It's all the page is all messed up. <laughs> I gotta um, fix it. But it, I, I think I think it's nice, and I think I, this is why I like to have these kind of conversations because I think it's it gets past like we we can reminisce about the old toys, but it gets past that, and it, it talks a little more about um what makes us tick. Mm-hmm. And I think it it I think there's a perception of how we all tick. It's like we just need the next big thing, like we just need it, and and it's it's a lot deeper than that. It's not just um it's just not spending for spending sake there's a lot of um emotional attachment to this stuff Mm -hmm. that i think that um people miss a lot of times so it's nice to be able to highlight that too um which i think is stuff that you've been doing with with the with the post you've been doing so um yeah yeah. i try to think a little deeper about i mean i often have asked myself what is it about me that never stopped liking action figures like why did that switch not turn off in my brain and it turned off on most other people's brains yeah i've never been able to answer that question but yeah, no, I I do tend to sort of think about um, other aspects of the the whole experience than just you know, like reviewing the new toy. Um, but that said, in terms of uh, instant gratification, lately and the quarantine has not been the best example of this for our into- no. our, our hobby. The, no. People are monsters right now, yeah. and um, uh, and it seems to be largely based around GI Joe classified and, and NECA's Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah, um, they, and yeah. No, the hate and, and, and stuff that has come out of that has been disturbing in a lot of ways. Like, it's not the pretty side of us. Um, and especially in the time where it seems like there's so much more that's important, right? Yeah. Like, I've been irritated. That, look, you know, I quarantine's been tough for me at times. And there's times that, like, there were times where I was just like, God, I wish that figure would just ship and get here because it'll make me feel a little better when it gets here, right? Mm-hmm. But for God's sakes, I'm not going online and giving Hasbro or NECA a ration of shit all the time about it because didn't i can't find a cobra trooper this is all your fault why are you ruining my life like no you know like no it's not worth it i mean there's been times where like the customer service has been questionable and i understand everybody's on edge um Mm -hmm. and and that's a whole different kind of discussion a whole different direction to go in but um i just I, i would like to see us i mean that's why i've been been trying to help out and going out and getting stuff for other people because i'm like i know it makes their day better like I know it'll take yeah. off anxiety um, and be like, hey, you know, I have like on my way to work in the morning when I go into the office, it's like I can hit four different targets on the way in like yeah. easily. So it's like and you can't like you don't have that in your area. So I'm happy to go and do that for you to kind of take that away because it's it's just easier for me. It's just it's just where I am. Um, and my very patient wife was happy to sit in the car while we drove <laughs> to a town and get this stupid garbage trooper because she know why she's like I'll never have to hear about this guy again. <laughs> and, <she's> like, <laughs> and that's worth it to her. Like you know that is worth it to her because we, we we dropped my sister my daughter off at my sister's uh-huh. and you know we're just like we're going home I'm like I'd really like to go get this thing because I set up for pickup and she's like yeah fine. You know, we listened to a podcast, we took the drive, and now he's here, and now she never has to think about him again. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's great. Um, so you want to tell everybody where to find you? Um, yep. About your Pogo and- Soda. Uh, I'm at Pogosta.com, P-O-E-G-H-O-S-T-A-L.com. Uh, I've been using that nickname since the Spawn message board days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's an Instagram. I, I, I often have a Twitter, but then I often delete it because I think Twitter is like social media, like social pollution. So, 
Uh, also, me. I kind of, I kind of realized um, my daughter watches these YouTube guys called Lanky Box, and they do a lot of stuff with you. They're on YouTube, and then they do TikToks. And I one time went to see if they have a Twitter account, and it hadn't been updated in like three years. I'm like, oh yeah, Twitter's for old people. <laughs> Apparently, like that is Twitter is clearly no longer the thing the kids are doing. Yeah, no, <laughs> I recently. Had- did a TikTok <laughs> account and I'm like, how do I do this with toys? Cause I'm not getting a camera and singing or dancing. So it's like, yeah, we'll try it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't get the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> You're just I'm, on uh, the Facebook. Yeah. I'm on, uh, yeah. Even, even Facebook feels really old now. Like it's mostly old people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's been interesting. Well, thank um, you. Thank you for taking yeah, time of out of your, your Saturday. It was great to no actually problem. sit down and talk. Um, and, and we'll find you at other places. We'll, we'll see you around and we try to share out your stuff too. So Yeah, and I'll be happy to come on again sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, there's so much more I'd, I'd love to get into with you. So yeah, for sure. Sure. Cool. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!